everyone, and welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we'll try anything twice. My name's Danica. And my name's Emma. Emma. Danica. The listeners are dying to know how your ultrasound went. Are you having a goose baby? I am not having a goose baby. Congratulations. Uh, Funny story, though. So, um... On Friday, when I had my ultrasound, I was like, I've been telling everybody about my dream because I just thought it was really ridiculous. It's super great. It's the best thing I've heard in a long time. (laughs) And uh, one of the technicians was like, oh, my God, when I was pregnant, I dreamt I had a goat. Ooh. And then she asked me if I tried breastfeeding the goose because she tried breastfeeding the goat. And I'm very glad I didn't get that far. Okay. The answer is no, I did not try and breastfeed the goose. Yeah, because anyone who's been bit by a goose can tell you that shit hurts. That shit hurts. They, I've never been bit nasty. by a goose, but yeah. I can imagine. They they Geese have nasty mouths. Like, it's <laughs> just all messed up in there. Yeah, totally. Yuck. So gross. So gross. Uh, you're sounding a little stuffed up there, bud. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you I'm said fine. Well, when you said no, it kind of sounded like you said do with a d, <laughs> so that kind of proves my point. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but this is my life now. Great. Yep. I'm uh happy for you. I don't know. No, don't be. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I just really wanted to grace our listeners with the return of my, like, sexy, sick voice, although I don't think this is as good as the last one. It was sexier last time. This one's a little bit just nasal. Yeah, the last one was more phlegmy. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the phlegm in the throat versus, like, the nose being all plugged up. It's a different different kind. Yeah, definitely. Whatever Anyways. you st- uh, you still sound beautiful to me. Thank you. I'm oh. so happy. You're so kind. <laughs> it's what I do. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. Hey Danica. Hey Emma. What are your plans for Valentine's Day? It's June. I know. Just answer the question. <laughs> I haven't thought that far ahead. What's happening? uh oh my god oh my god no it can't be (laughs) i think you should take your significant other to go see the one and only sonic the hedgehog damn it (laughs) damn it i knew that that was it fuck (laughs) yes they released they have a release date yes it's it's been pushed it's been pushed back from november to valentine's day (laughs) oh Man, like actually, genuinely on February 14th. Actually, genuinely, February 14th, 2020, you and the love of your life can go see Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. The very first time. The movie for lovers. Yeah. Romantic comedy of the century. Yeah. So, what's going to happen is there's going to be like. All of these, like, Nicholas Sparks, like, romance movies coming out on that day. And then Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. It's going to be a fun weekend in the theaters. 
It is. And how dead do you think that movie theater is going to be? <laughs> mm, man, I think I think there's going to be people there. I think it's going to be the same as us with like our morbid curiosity where we just have to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll um I'll pencil that in. <laughs> Tentatively schedule it. You never know, they could push it back again. Yeah, and if anything comes up in my schedule, like maybe I might have to change my plans, but what? You're joking. I don't really want to see this movie. I'm mostly <laughs> doing it for you. Well, I'm mostly doing it for you. Then we have to go together. That's the only solution. Excellent. It'll be okay. very romantic. <laughs> yeah. We'll go on a friend date. Yes. Hey, Emma. Hey, Danica. What are you drinking? Uh, tonight I am drinking some ginger tea, but not the same as last time. This is just the ginger root water. <laughs> Your magical concoction of fresh ginger and hot water. And hot water. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's a secret recipe. <laughs> Handed down from the generations. Yes. And it's delicious. I don't doubt it. What are you drinking? I'm drinking the same thing as last week, the um, 33 Acres Black Current Session Saison. It's my last one, and it's uh, almost empty, so. Ooh, and I'll buddy. be drinking water. Ooh. I saw, this, like, I saw this meme the other day that was like, or not, maybe not a meme, just a tweet. Okay. The other day that was like, when I was... 12 i thought that coffee was an adult drink and then when i was 15 i thought that alcohol was an adult drink but now that i'm an adult i realize that water is the adult drink it really is it like, is it's the thing that you always need it's the thing that you never really want to drink but you do it anyway you got stuff you got stuff i had a slurpee the other day oh Ooh. man oh man oh it yeah was, uh strawberry flavor and it was like what? surprisingly nice yeah it was like a good strawberry flavor not the fake super yucky fake strawberry flavor it was good but then i also put sour blue raspberry on top of that and that kind of like oh, ruined damn. it but oh it, but it was still good <laughs> <laughs> and what i'm trying to say is that i'm an adult and i got a slurpee and i felt really good about it i get a slurpee once in a while you got to you got to. You got to stay young somehow. <laughs> got to stay young and fresh <laughs> and fruity. <laughs> uh, nothing like sour blue raspberry to keep you feeling young. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so we are in the final half of our, of our own Twilight Saga. <laughs> I guess. I guess. We, got, we have this, we have this week, and we have next week. Oh, right. Okay. And then we're done. We're not spending two episodes on Breaking Dawn. Please, God, no. no. Although, that means that next week will be, like, our most labor-intensive episode for yeah, you and me. Yeah. Because we'll have had to have read, like, an 800-page novel and watched two two-hour-long movies. You're for welcome. One, for one listeners. episode. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but we don't have to worry about that right now, because this week, it's all about Eclipse, baby. Ooh, yes. 
It is the third installment in the Twilight series. It was published in, I don't remember, 2007. And surprising no one, it was another bestseller. But surprising some people, it got generally positive reviews, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like... As far as the reviews go, uh, they've just kind of been getting better with every single book. So Twilight was like, whatever. New Moon was considerably better. And then Eclipse has also been, like, pretty good as far as the reviews. And then sales doesn't matter. They've all sold extremely well, like, ridiculously well. Yeah. Uh, So Eclipse. So Eclipse. The book. The book. Tell me how it goes. Well... Edward has asked Bella to marry him, and she says no, because, you know, from Edward's time, getting married when you're 18, it was totally normal, but in 2007, it means something a little bit different, and she's like, everybody's gonna think that I'm stupid or knocked up, and it's gonna be this whole thing in a small town, and I don't want that, and my parents got married super young, And it didn't work out for them. And I just don't really think that marriage is a great idea. Plus, we're already going to be together forever. So it doesn't matter. And then, um, elsewhere in Seattle, (laughs) a bunch of people are dying. And it's some sort of serial killer, but it's actually not. It is a vampire. It is a newborn vampire, probably, that's doing a real messy job. And that's all stressful and whatever. And what else happens? Um, the werewolf pack has a bunch of new members, and that all gets messy, and Jacob is in love with Bella, and uh, thinks that Bella is in love with him too, and she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are, and she's like, okay. And... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this is is that you? And then Victoria, if you remember the villain Victoria, she's the vampire, and Edward killed her mate, and so now she wants to kill Bella so that Edward can feel the same pain that she's felt. She's coming after them again, and then uh, these there's this other, like, mysterious person that has, like, come into Bella's room but, like, didn't kill Charlie and, like, didn't kill Bella, and they're like, we don't know who this is. Are they with the Vulturi? Are they with Victoria? I don't know. And turns out they're with Victoria, and she's, like, raising this army of newborn vampires, and man, I don't know. And then we learn uh, Rosalie's backstory, and then we learn Jasper's backstory, and then they're like, we have to fight this army, and none of our friends will help us. And so the Cullens and the werewolves team up. The team, it's the Avengers, but supernatural, well, I don't know. And then there's a big ol' fight and uh that's it and they win spoilers (laughs) yeah (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) spoilers yeah in this book it's just really kind of all a lot it is coming from all sides a lot happens in this book i feel yes uh yeah (laughs) 
I guess I'll get into my first impressions. I think we should, because I need a breather, because I just did a lot of talking. You did do a lot of talking. In <laughs> I'll talk for a bit. Oh, yeah, and at the very end, then, or not at the very end, but, like, somewhere in the middle, I guess, Bella's like, okay, yes, Edward, I will marry you, as long as oh, they yeah. have sex first. Cause, yeah, because she wants to bone. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. Uh, have sex not before marriage, but before she gets turned into a vampire. Because she's like, yes. I want to know what that's all about. Yes. To be Woo. to be clear, she want, she would have sex before marriage. He she does do want that. that. He does yeah. not want that because there's the whole whatever. We'll talk about it. There's lots of reasons, but mm-hmm. which one is the real one? We don't know. Um, yeah. So this book, like I said last week, was my favorite in the series, and I would always I remember. Like when, uh, fuck, that's the last one, Breaking Dawn came out, I was like super stoked to revisit Eclipse, and I probably read like the series of four books numerous times, and I was always excited to get to Eclipse, because there's just like a lot of Bella and Edward action. Like I'm just going to lay it all out there in my trash pile, but that's what I was into. Hell yeah. Sue me. <laughs> I will no. not. <laughs> um, Yeah. This book delivers on a lot of the, like, tensions that it's been leading up to until now. Team Jacob, Team Edward, Victoria, she is around for now three books. Um, And just, like, Bella's impending transformation, although that doesn't happen in this book. No, but it is kind of like, it's like this countdown clock that's like in the background this whole time it's like days away it's on everybody's minds yeah 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 like this book takes place over not very long in the span of of like a month yeah yeah i feel like it's the shortest period of time within the twilight saga and so much happens oh my gosh yeah pressure yeah, I don't know. My fir- yeah, like my first impressions, they're very superficial because I didn't like really dive deep into this book to think about all the other shit that's happening. I was just like, give me that Edward and Bella time. Quality time. <laughs> <laughs> With my you know? 16-year-old OTP. <laughs> yeah, you know what you like and this book delivers. Yeah. It's not to love. What about you? Um, genuinely, all week long, I could not remember a dang thing about my first impressions of the novel. (laughs) Couldn't remember a single thing. Like, there were things that I knew had to be true. Like, I know that I got the book as soon as it was released. Obviously, I think that's a given at this point. Yeah, and I know that I read it in, like, one maybe two sittings max yeah totally like within the first 24 hours i had probably finished the book (laughs) and uh, i know that i liked it but i couldn't remember anything about it and so it wasn't until i was like doing uh research for this episode when like things started coming back to me so uh after reading about it again this time i remember that um, there were copies of the book that were accidentally shipped out early to some people that had pre-ordered it. Mm. 
And so all of the like message boards that were Twilight related on the internet like were shut down basically to avoid um spoilers going up early. Ooh. Juicy. It was juicy. I remember that being such a scandal back then. I guess yeah. it is still kind of a scandal nowadays when books go out early, but only when it's like part of an ongoing series like yeah. this cuz people are just like itching for the next book. And they want to know what happens right away. So yeah. that was like a big deal. Um I don't remember what else. That was like the main thing <laughs> that I remember. <laughs> I specifically remember happening, but only after I read about it again. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then there was also some, because I was always on like Stephanie Meyer's website back in these days. Getting <laughs> You getting, love that site. I just needed all of the information and it was yeah. all right there. Yeah. Um, there was uh, like a prom event. That they put on for the release of the book. Oh, yeah. And the tickets sold out within, like, hours. Yeah. And they decided to hold, like, a second prom, like, the next day or something like that. And tickets sold out again in a matter of, like, hours. And uh, I don't know. I think it was mostly just, like, a book reading. So Stephanie Meyer, like, was there and read an excerpt from Eclipse. And I don't know and what else. people would, like, get dressed up. And, yeah, and you could dress up and some people would wear, like, fancy dresses. And then some people would wear their, like, jewelry cloaks and, like, whatever. And then you'd get your book and you could probably get it signed, I guess. And then dance and whatever. I don't know. I wasn't there. I just remember it being something that I thought was really cool. And I was like, oh, if I could go to this, that'd be awesome. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, these And something that I guess I realized is that these books were being released at the same time as some of the Harry Potter books. Yeah. And they would, you know, compete on the bestseller list. Totally. Yeah. And I do remember that. Harry like, Potter. I feel like those like these years were like the best and most exciting years of my like reading life because I was so engrossed in both of the series and the books were being released simultaneously so it's just like a lot to look forward to all Mm -hmm. the time all the time and then the movies were also being released yeah at the same time as well god good times it was a good time (laughs) to be a teenager it was a good time to be a teenager. That's hilarious. so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I can't remember anything from this book. I had a hard time remembering. Like we talked about it last week a bit at the end of our episode, but like I had a really hard time remembering what happened in this book, even as I was reading it. Yes, like I, I just couldn't see what was coming next. I made a note about that. While I was reading, and it says, like, by, like, chapter 11, that was when I remembered who the big bad guys were for this one. I didn't remember at all. Really? I was really confused, though, because I think I confused myself last episode because I thought it was the Volturi. Right. And then um, I think you said it was Victoria, and I was like, 
oh, right, it was probably Victoria, but then they were talking about the Volturi in this book, and I was like, is it not the Volturi? And then sure enough, at the end, not they, really. they show up. Yeah. But I, in my mind, I think I was just like confused because I only thought that it was either like one or the other that was in the book, but yeah. they're both there. Yeah. Yeah. I was just using like, I was just using the information that I actually had to kind of figure it out because I was like, I know that the Volturi are there in Breaking Dawn. And that's like, they're the big bad guys in Breaking Dawn. Yeah. And I know that we still haven't dealt with Victoria. Yeah. So logic dictates that it's Victoria. That's very logical of you. And you were correct. I did it. But I didn't remember all the details. I didn't remember that it was like the newborn army. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Until chapter 11. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all these little baby vampires. That's when Jasper tells his story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or In I don't know if 11. it was. Is it chapter 11? Le- I don't know. I feel like it's pretty like early, early-ish on. I thought, I think we get. No, it doesn't. Ugh, maybe I'm confused. Well, we get Rosalie's story first. That's what I was. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but Jasper's story comes. Like, it feels like it come, and I think it just, like, does come much sooner in the book than it does in the movie because, like, there's still a lot to deal with after he's, like, this is what I think it is. Instead of, like, the movie that he's, like, this is what I think it is. And they're, like, okay, this is it. This is what we're doing. And in the book, they're, like, man, I don't remember what happens in chapter 11. I only know that that's when I figured it out. Okay. Let me go consult my copy. No. <laughs> I could, but I don't want to. Um, yeah. What about the movie? I don't remember where I saw this movie. Okay. I don't remember when I saw this movie. I only know that I have seen this movie before because I knew that Victoria was played by Bryce Dallas Howard. That's right. It's not Rachel Lefebvre yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's right. It's not her anymore. Yeah, um, that was the only thing that is telling me that I have seen this movie before. <laughs> the only thing. Uh, probably not in theaters then? I would assume in theaters, simply because okay. logic dictates that I was willing to throw my money at this franchise. Like, sure, but I, but I didn't remember. see it in theaters. When did it come out? 2010, I think. Okay, maybe not in theaters because then I would have been like 2010, older, and like a little scarred by New Moon. Yeah, right. And Twilight. And Twilight. But then they've done us dirty before. (laughs) Yeah. I I honestly I couldn't tell you. Okay. And I I don't know how I felt about the movie either. Yeah. I remember uh, very little, but I do know that I watched this at home, and I was sick, (laughs) and it was just like a marathon that was going on on some channel. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And I had nothing better to do, and I was feeling just kind of like yucky, and I was like, sure, let's watch some trash, because I am never more interested in trash than when I feel like trash physically. I'm pretty sure that's just like part of being human, you know, the human condition. You want to 
I guess so. Like I, I remember one time that I was being like, being so so sick, and the only movie I wanted to watch was Pirates of the Caribbean three. And that movie's not good. It's not great. But it's the only thing that I wanted to watch. I was like, I gotta watch this right now. It's the only thing that's gonna make me feel better. Because, like, maybe it's because, like, where my body was at physically was, like, still slightly above where that movie is at. Just, like, as a whole, as a movie. I was like, this will make me feel better. Because it's like, I'm sick, but at least I'm doing better than that. That is hilarious. Yeah. At least it wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean 4. I've seen that one, too. That one I, yeah. is also not great. I I would say it's worse. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the fifth one. Me neither. It's probably bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. But we're not talking about those right now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I was sick and I was and they were on and I was just like, sure, let's do it. I haven't seen these yet. I don't remember what year it was, but I think it was at where's I even living? Who cares? Um, and I didn't care. Like I watched them, sure, but I had no opinion of them because I don't think my brain was like functioning at that high of a level. Yeah. I was just I was just watching pictures on a screen, you know. I wasn't like ingesting it. So well, I don't know. yeah. I mean, I think that's a fair, uh, I don't know, experience to have with these movies. Like, I feel like you really have to pay attention in order to get anything out of the movie. Because yeah, you have to be like really invested, and I super wasn't. Yeah, because like the performances are just so lackluster for the most part that they they're not gonna like jump out and like make you pay attention to the movie right yeah 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 so i don't i don't have i don't have much of a review from my first watch of the movie i think Uh, that's very interesting though that like we both like just couldn't really remember this particular chapter in the saga i know and it's such a it's such a crucial part of the story i think yeah I think and that it's like pretty exciting there's so much that happens and i'm really yeah. excited to talk about what happened this time around yeah me too but you know what we got to do first bachelorette break <laughs> welcome to bachelorette break it's a podcast in a podcast <laughs> innovative it's not. I stole it from the McElroys. Um, That's fine. I was not being serious. I was just trying to compliment you. Oh. Were you being sarcastic? Because I definitely <laughs> didn't take that or definitely did not come up with that on my own. It's just that, I don't know, Ke- Keegan was talking to me and he's like, whenever you do Bachelorette Break, I want you to say, like, welcome to Bachelorette Break. It's a podcast within a podcast. And so, <laughs> Well, you delivered. Sorry, McElroys. You can sue us if you want. Um, but please but don't because we don't have money. And we appreciate you. And we love you so much. So welcome to Bachelorette Break, where we talk about The Bachelorette. And oh my god, what an episode. Wow. Wowie. What? Well, yeah. where to start? I guess start at the beginning, which is It's episode Jed. four. It's episode four. And Jed gets a solo date. Yeah. And it was like so cute. I it was it. very cute. We love Jed. 
We love Jed. Okay, before we get into this, I want to talk about who do you think is going to make it to the last three guys? Oh, Jed? Well, yeah. Um, I think Peter. Peter? And, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to go out on a limb. Garrett. You know, he is becoming like more of a player in this whole game. And yeah, I can see him being a strong contender. I think he's, I think he's one of the ones that's going to like sneak up on us. And I know that you are, have already kind of had your eye on him. Yeah. I think I mean, he's going to come up from behind and be just like that. Ah, surprise, I've been here the whole time, and I'm awesome. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, uh, I don't know, I just, like, he caught my attention in the first episode. Like, I knew his face, I knew his name. It might be the hair. His hair is very tall. (laughs) He's got tall hair, yeah, it's taller than Jed's. And he's got, like, big, round, like, puppy dog eyes. And, uh... He's got a dentist smile. He does. He's a golf pro, and he knows it. (laughs) (laughs) but he could just as easily be a realtor definitely (laughs) or like a tv news anchor oh yeah 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 news Uh, at six with with garrett (laughs) (laughs) is that what you think for final three uh you know no i think that the final three is going to be jed peter and I kind of think Tyler C. I don't like him. Me neither. But I think that unless he like really fucks up in some way, like what we saw somebody do <laughs> in this episode, <laughs> you know, he like, I don't know. I feel like he's just really like, I don't want to say it this way because like this makes him sound a lot more dishonest than he might be. But like he's just seeing, he seems to play Hannah well and like her emotions and stuff. That sounds so gross. I know. And that's why I don't like him because everything that comes out of his mouth sounds like a line. I know. And he is too, he's too jokey. He doesn't like emote enough no he he talks okay no he should go star in the next twilight movie oh he'd fit right in um (laughs) yeah and yeah it just sounds like it sounds like he's just like repeating things that he's heard in other i don't know rom-coms yeah uh american pie movies like he's just kind of gross yeah i hope it's garrett I think Gary would be, think it's gonna be a good choice. Well, maybe it'll be Mateo. Know, hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. But we maybe definitely don't want it to be Luke P. Maybe Mateo. No. I still don't know anything about Mateo. What Me is neither. that guy's deal? Give I him a solo think, date. I don't think he's talked on camera once, except no. for like the first episode, or like when they <laughs> announce like who's going on the group dates, and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "I'm still here." Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. they show, they showed his face in the show today. Like, yeah. panned over to him, and I was just like, "I still don't know you." <laughs> yeah, who are you? Why are you still here? I have no idea, Mateo. God, Mateo. can you imagine if he wins? 
I would give I my would, arm. I would die. That'd yeah. be some good TV right there. That'd be buck wild. Yeah. Surprise, Mateo and Hannah get married. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Let's talk Luke's. Oh, God. Okay. So much happened in this episode. So then there was a group date after Jed's date. Now they're on the East Coast. Yes. It's colder. And uh, there's they're a group date. Rhode Island, baby. Where Hannah wants them to play rugby against each other, which I thought going out of the gate was a very bad idea. <laughs> I agree. Rugby can be so dangerous, and if you're not playing properly, people will get hurt. And guess what? Someone got hurt. Multiple people got hurt. Somebody Multiple. went to the hospital. Yeah. Kevin, sweet Kevin, like, fucking fucked up his shoulder. The Lukes got into it on, like, a completely other level. Mm-hmm. But I think also just, like, you know, these guys have all been living in a house together, a lot of testosterone going. They're already competing against one another on some level. And then you put them in this very, like, I don't know, just, like, aggressive sport. Mm-hmm. Recipe for disaster, girl. And it was. You know, well, you did have, you had some guys who were, like, Let's show our teamwork and camaraderie and show how we can, like, work together to fight yeah. for Hannah and yeah. be men. Ugh. And then on the other hand, you've got all of these, like, really aggressive, competitive dudes that are like, I'm out here for myself and I'm fighting but for mostly Hannah. mostly just Luke P. <laughs> mostly just Luke P. And I'm going to show Hannah. I'm going to fight for her. I'm going to do whatever I can. And it's like, dude, you're playing rugby. Yeah. You're not fighting for Hannah right now. You're playing rugby. Yeah. You're playing a sport. Like, these things don't equal each other. (laughs) I don't know. The way he was talking about it was just, like, kind of bonkers. Didn't make any sense to me. It kind of reminded me of, like, a knight, you know? Like, Mm. um, in this fight from a lady. Yeah. Or something like that, where they do, like, the jousting competitions. Yeah, for the for their ladies, and they go give like their fa- or a lady would like give them their favor. Yeah, she should have whipped out a handkerchief and been like, ah, oh, so well, night. It, it was killing me uh, during that episode. I or during that segment, I was actually laughing quite a bit until the before the end, mm-hmm. um, because Luke P like scored both of the big. I don't know what you call them in rugby, but touchdowns. <laughs> I guess touchdowns, because I also don't know a lot about rugby. Yeah. Uh, and he and the blue team was just, like, crushing the other team. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just the editing on this show blessed them for just, like, creating all this drama totally intentionally. But after, I don't know who it was, Dylan, maybe, scored a a touchdown for the green team. Hannah like went over and she was like, "Whoa, oh my god!" And like, yeah, she was cheering for everybody except Luke P. It seems. Yeah, yeah. And then it would like cut to Luke P. And his face would just be like, Ugh. <laughs> like so mad. But then he also has this really good like, like wounded puppy face at the same yeah. time, which he pulls out all the time when he's talking to all Hannah. The time. Oh my god. Yeah. Too the much. editing on that was so funny. Yeah. Because he was just out here looking like a monster, and uh, Hannah was cheering for everybody else. 
Yeah. Literally everyone else. Literally. And like, I don't know. And then the Luke. Luke The P. Lukes. Luke so Luke S. P. And Luke S. It doesn't get caught properly on camera. You can see the two of them as the camera like kind of pans away. And you hear like a really Thug. kind of sickening crunch. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently what happened was uh, Luke P like slams, like body slams Luke S to the ground and knees him in the face and then plays it off as though it was self-defense. And his story Which is I that- cackling at. Oh, no. I don't believe it. No. His story is that he like tackled Luke S. Luke S gets real mad and is looking like he's going to punch Luke P. And so Luke P, like, puts him on his back and knees him in the face. Great. Um, as if Luke S could take on Luke P, the literal bodybuilder. Yeah. And Luke S is, like, the tiniest guy in the house. Yeah. Which Mike does bring up, um, like, during the evening of that date. Yeah. Because Luke P, like... The editing on this show does not paint Luke P in a very flattering light. However, no. I'll, like then it's revealed later on in the show that that's just a lot of his actions. Like he is just making bad decisions um, that are not very like ethical. No. In order to keep Hannah's favor, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you know, he's like trying to. Ex- Trying to defend himself to the other guys, which, like, you know, he wanted to do to Hannah in the last episode when she was giving him shit for whatever it was. I forget. Being, like, uh, when he was, like, being overprotective. Oh, yeah, yeah, And felt like he was deserving of more of her time. Right. When she, you know, has to split up her time with, you know, these 20 guys. Yeah. So just our boy, about it. Luke P, just loves defending himself because that always works out really well when you have a bunch of people just, like, saying, what the fuck did you do? Like, and then playing the victim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tells Mike that it was, like, in self-defense and Mike literally laughs at him. Yeah. Yeah. We've all seen you shirtless, bro. We know that you are ridiculously ripped. Yeah. Like, you could punch out any guy in this house, except for maybe Mike, because he's a big dude, and he also brings that up. He's just like, I'm the yeah. only, like, physically threatening person here to yeah. you. And Luke P's like, I'm not threatened by you. And it's like, okay, that's fine, too. You don't, you probably, you shouldn't be, because I don't want to punch you out, but you're being a real jerk ass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anybody to get punched out, but, like... Punch Luke P if you have to. <laughs> and, okay, the the funniest thing, I don't, well, there was a lot of it that was really funny. But there was a lot of funny things in this episode. Yeah, but the this one editing thing that they did was it was like all the guys were like yelling at Luke P for his bullshit and they all just like get angry and walk away. Yeah. And it's like individually they all like stand up and leave the room until it's just Luke P and Luke S yes. sitting across from each other in the yeah. room staring each other down. Oh my god. It was like so dramatic. It was yeah. That was good. 
It's really good. Uh, and then, and then Luke P and Luke S are both trying to tell their stories to Hannah because she's really concerned and she's also like freaked out. Like, understandably, she's already had to deal with all this drama from Cam. She's probably like, great, more crap. And then the off-screen drama with um, Tyler P. Tyler G. Tyler G. I don't know. Yeah. Another Tyler. <laughs> Tyler G, who left the show, and we didn't know why, but we know why now. Apparently, a bunch of his exes came forward and were like, hey, this guy is an abusive piece of crap who spat on one of his girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the producers approached him and uh, were just like... We think it's probably in your best interest to leave. And he was like, yeah, you're probably right. So we left the show. So good on everyone for that, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. I'm actually, I'm glad that they didn't spend more time discussing that because it's just gross and we didn't. Yeah, totally. Who cares? Don't devote more screen time to an asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you've just got these two guys who are both trying to, I don't know. Stay in the game, I guess. Yeah, because I think it's pretty clear that, like, one of them is going to be eliminated in the next rose ceremony. If not both. If not both. Like, I'm kind of hedging my bets that it's going to be both. Or maybe I'm just wishing that that it'll be both. I think it might be both just because I think Hannah is, like... Over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's just over it, and she's just, like... She's probably going to be like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Because, like, she got rid of Cam and Jonathan when Jonathan yeah, that's very was, true. like, making his weird move to get back at Cam. Yeah. And Hannah, she didn't say it, but she said it by not giving him a rose. Being yes. like, I'm not here for this. I feel like that's going to be <laughs> Mike's eventual downfall also. Is, it might know, be. Like, trying to clear up the trash within the group and just kind of backfires a bit because it's a little too dramatic. Yeah, he is he is our our confrontational guy. He is. Because he likes to call out other people on their bullshit, but mm-hmm. it might yeah, it might backfire. Yeah. Um but I think if we had to if I had to pick between like which Luke is going home, like clearly Hannah's still wrestling with her like lustful feelings for Luke P. And it, I don't know, it kind of seems like she really just doesn't trust Luke S. at all. It sure seems that way, which is too bad, because we, this is the most that we've gotten to know Luke S. Yeah. Like, he didn't really get any time in the previous episodes. And he seems like a normal guy. Yeah. And I felt, you know, so bad for him when... He had to sit down with Hannah and tell her that, like, he was so hurt when his character was brought into question because that was, like, the core of his being. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I know how that feels when somebody, like, just won't, you know, questions that thing that you just, like, hang on to that really, like, defines you, you know? Yeah. It's like, it sucks. So, it's, a t- it's a gross feeling. Yeah. But I don't think that they're going to figure it out. No, obviously not. Like, this is just... And that's uh, the other thing that came of this episode was we didn't get a rose ceremony. So no we don't know who's ceremony. going home. Next week, it's going to be a fucking, like, wild week again, I think. Yeah. Do you think we'll get both rose ceremonies? 
Maybe. I hope so. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or will it drag? I don't think they would drag it on for a whole episode. Well, they showed in like the coming, like coming next week, which I actually watched this time. <laughs> nice. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that like there is going to be the rose ceremony, but then it looked like she was on dates. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. So, yeah, they'll probably just start with the rose ceremony. Yeah. And probably both of the Lukes will go. You know, honestly, if I was Hannah, because she was, like, trying to talk to, like, the Lukes separately. And then finally, at the end of the episode, she brought them together because she wanted them to, like, hash it out between them. Yeah. I would go, I would talk with everybody because everybody's been involved at this point. You know, they were all there at rugby and that's what Lucas was saying too. He was like, if you are like questioning who I am, yeah, and you're curious and you're wondering why like everybody hates Luke P, talk to all of the guys. Yeah. And they can tell you, like they will stand because they were all standing up for Lucas. Yeah. And honestly, like it was really interesting when Luke P started getting called out like on his lies because that happened a lot this episode. Yeah, like he was changing his story. And and then at the end when he, like, said that he would tell Hannah the truth about Lucas and then he didn't. Yeah. Like, that was just a very blatant. It was so shady, but I also so shady. was fully expecting it. Totally. Um, But, like, when they start calling him out on that, like, he does not do well under pressure of, like, he knows that he lied. No, that's when he pulls out the little, like, hurt puppy look. Yeah. So all Hannah has to do is, like, get in that room with all 15 of them. And just, like, see what comes of it. Yeah, bring Chris Harrison in, too. Let's make it a party. Yeah. This is the cocktail party now. Interrogate (laughs) Luke P. Put him on the witness stand. Look at his face. He's lying. Seriously. I don't know. I'm getting too invested, Danica. I know. Me, too. But I, at least, we got a beautiful screen grab from this episode. We did. Which will be like on our Instagram. (laughs) Luke P., Staring into the camera, holding up his cell phone with the definition of psychopath on it. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to prove that he's not a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, because all the guys were calling him that. Yeah. He's like, this is the opposite of me. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, would like you to know that I have that saved on my phone. I do plan to use it in the future if a guy is being, like, really creepy and weird. I'll just send that to to him. (laughs) Just like airdrop it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. If anyone out there is using Tinder and you're having some troubles with some really weird guys, just send them that screen grab. You're good. You're good to go. A picture is worth a thousand words. Luke P. I'll be excited when we don't have to talk about Luke P anymore. Me too, but then, like, if Luke P. goes next episode, who is going to be the villain? Is there going to be a villain? Like, I feel like there has to be some tension, you know? There can be tension, but there doesn't have to be, like, a straight-up super bad guy who's kneeing people in the face. Don't you know what reality TV is nowadays, Danica? (laughs) Apparently not. I don't watch reality TV anymore. No, me neither. Except for nailed it, and I don't know if that counts. (laughs) No, it doesn't count. (laughs) I love that show. No, I just know, like, on all of, like, these cable, like, competition reality shows, like, there always has to be that 
one villain. person yeah. that you just love to hate, right? Speaking of love to hate. Yes. I think it's time we get back into Eclipse. Thank you for joining us on this bachelorette break. Beautiful. Thank you. Second impressions time. Oh, boy. Eclipse. Holy smokes. So much happens in this book. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, initial thoughts. This book made me so mad. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as I remember liking it, which uh, was a shocker. Yeah. I think I had some feelings to contend with there. But honestly, like, it wasn't hard for me to see why. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Some things in this book have not aged well. Or even just, like, (laughs) not necessarily aged in terms of, like, from... I don't know. Ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago to now, but I'm talking about, like, from ages, like, 19 to 29. Ah. Like, that that has not aged well, right? Sure. Or it has yeah. not aged well in terms of, like, being more mature, coming back to this as, like, a more knowledgeable reader. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm thinking that when we get to the, like, was it worth it part of this podcast i'm i'm gonna say yes okay (laughs) because goddamn um i feel tell me why well i feel very validated for being on team edward in my teenage days because yeah okay that is true because how can anybody support jacob when he literally assaults bella yeah and that just made me really bad and i was like why and it's like i knew this when i was a teenager i remember being mad like when i was rereading that passage i was just like yeah this dumbass <laughs> and i remember being pissed off and i remember thinking back then like why do people support jacob when he does shit like this yeah and it was just that all over again Not yeah. that edward is like super great in this book he has some really shitty moments as well everyone in this book actually really really uh sucks i kind of hate all the characters now yeah, this book was not great. <laughs> this is like episode four of The Bachelorette. <laughs> I hate Edward for being too controlling, although yeah. he does kind of like, he comes around by the end of it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever. I am fine with you, I guess, now. Uh, Jake is the worst. The worst. Bella is too Terrible. forgiving. She's too forgiving. She's also very manipulative. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like just, you know, they're all perfect for each other because she's just as manipulative (laughs) as the others. Charlie goes in my bad books because he supports Jacob. Yeah. After he just like fully admits, he's just like, yeah, I kissed her. She didn't want me to, but I did anyway. And he's like, yeah, good for you. Fuck you, Charlie. (laughs) He apologizes, but it took him way too long to get there. Yeah. So he's on my blacklist. Yeah. That hurt. That hurt uh, me. Ugh. 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 So mad. I'm really yeah. riled up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm also mad at Alice for being so easily bought. Ah, the Porsche. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe when you live forever, you get, like, 
weirdly Obvious- materialistic because what else think- is going to bring you pleasure? <clears throat> I think being a vampire just comes, you know, with this territory of a morally gray area. Yeah, Anyways. that's been like one of the morals of the whole series, I guess. It, yeah. And uh, so obviously it's like not really any like problem for Alice to take this very fancy car in order to just keep Bella away from what she probably also perceives as like a pretty dangerous threat. Yeah. So, but still. They're doing all these things under the guise of like we're keeping bella safe when it's not what she wants and it's like oh we're keeping the truth from like we're not telling her everything because it's it's just safer if she doesn't know it just doesn't concern her it's fine but she's like i want to do these things and i want to be aware of what's going on and eventually they come around and they start like accepting that but it takes them a little while to get there and they have to make mistakes to get better, and yep. I don't agree with all of the mistakes that they make. No. For a bunch of old-ass vampires, they sure <laughs> act like teenagers sometimes. You know, I was just thinking that. They <laughs> <laughs> really do. I think I realized something that has kind of bothered me with this series, and I didn't realize it until this book, which is that I think part of the reason why I don't like Bella most of the time is that it's written in first person and so Uh you as the reader are like put in her shoes and you have to live her life Uh and I just think that I would like her more if there was that one extra degree of separation and if she was just in third person you can still be in her head as much as you want and you can be like Harry from Harry Potter but I just don't want it to be I don't want to be I when I'm reading this book I don't want to be Bella yeah. She sucks. And I'm not feeling what she's feeling. Yeah. Okay, now on your fan fiction list, you can <laughs> add that. Make it third person. That's what I'll yeah. do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling the things that she's feeling. Because she has a really specific view that I don't share. Yeah. I think I used to appreciate the first person perspective. When I was a teenager. Sure. But now... Yeah, and I think that that's the point. Yeah. Because it's like an escape for those teen girls. But now I'm just like, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. I don't want to be in your head, Bella. It (laughs) sucks. It does. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, everybody just kind of like really sucks in this book. Which is why I had a hard time enjoying it. Yeah? Yeah. I was honestly, like, reading it more for the progression of the story. Yes. Um, yes. Than I was for the progression of, like, Edward and Bella, if that makes sense. You know? I think that, like, man, it's, like, as angry as these characters made me, they, like, needed that character development, I don't know if they had to go about it in quite a terrible, this, like, terrible of a way, but by the end of the book, they're all, like, so solid. They're better. They're so much better than what they start out with. Ugh. And it honestly... Sucks. They have to go through hundreds and hundreds of pages ugh, to get there. I know, I know. But it makes me excited for Breaking Dawn. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. I wasn't feeling very excited before. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. And um, if anything, uh, like over the last three books, if I've learned anything, it's that the books that I thought I wouldn't enjoy, <laughs> New Moon, uh, <laughs> have been the books that I've enjoyed the most so far. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of stupid shit happens in Breaking Dawn. Things that I will never be able to get out of my head. (laughs) Nope. But. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it together. And And we might find some little gems along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Because as much as this book, like, really pissed me off, well, it was the the characters and their actions that really pissed me off. Yes. But the story itself, I actually really liked. It was good. It was compelling. It was, like, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. The villain is great. Love the whole, like, I mean, they're so stupid for not figuring it out sooner. Because the whole thing is, like, you've got this, like, army of newborn vampires, but you don't know who's controlling them. They think it's the Vulturi because, like, normally the Vulturi would, like, squash something like this before it gets this out of hand because they're breaking their rules. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, it's Victoria. Like, (laughs) duh. Of course it's Victoria. Like, no. And she knows how Alice's visions work, so she's, like, hiding behind a second-in-command, which is exactly what happens. Yeah. And it takes them until, like, three-quarters of the book. And Bella is the one that figures it out. And Bella is the one that figures it out. Come on. You're better than this. Anyway. So that was... It's still a really cool enemy. Um, <laughs> it is. It's very good. And you get the vampires and the werewolves coming together, teaming up to take out some evil vampire scum, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. And you've got the stories of all of the other vampires. You get to hear about, like, little baby, he's not a baby, a little baby Seth. Yeah. And he's like... I'm just a kid, but I'm part of the wolf pack, and I want to be cool and tough like my brothers. And they're like, no, you are a kid, and you will probably die, so yeah, don't. And you get to hear about Leah and her love triangle with Sam and Emily, and how they all like have to share that pain because of their like, w- weird thought connection in the wolf pack and whatever, and the fact that Leah's even a part of the wolf pack, and she's a woman, and that's never happened before. Oh my god. That's so cool. It's so cool. There's so much stuff in this book that is like, fucking rad and then the characters just do so many things to make me so angry yeah i hate them (sighs) yeah i agree it's so frustrating the most frustrating part for me was when bella does tell jacob or edward i can't even remember that (laughs) she's in love with jacob like Uh, no she's not (laughs) yeah you're not bella yeah you're in love with edward yeah. Like, you love Jacob, but you're not in love with him. Yeah. She's so not, mad. even though no. she's like, no, I am, and I and we just had to kiss to figure that out. We just had to, like, kiss for real for me to figure that out. And it's like, no, that's no. not how this works. No. And, you, and this is just, like, validating Jacob's previous actions, Ugh. which were awful. Yes. And manipulative. Yeah. And, a, and just, oof. And literally, like, oh, yeah, like his whole, I don't know, character from like 
the time <gasps> he's that he... Luke P. <laughs> he is Luke P. He's Luke P. Uh, he's this like big, buff, sad puppy dog guy who's manipulative and abusive and thinks that he's entitled to Bella's time yeah. and love. Yeah. Oh my god. And you know, I absolutely died um, when I was reading the book because he brings up the concept of like imprinting, which is what happened with Sam, Emily, and Leah. Yeah, Sam and Sam and Leah were together, and then Sam imprinted on Emily, and now he's just like connected to her in like such a deep way mm-hmm. that he just like couldn't deny his feelings and totally threw Leah to the side, which was terrible. And he knows that it's terrible, but he can't do anything about it. Yep. Which is fine. I can, I will get on board with that concept. Sure. Sure. Why and not? then Jacob fucking like grabs Bella and just like stares into her eyes, like trying to force himself to imprint on her. I know. But it's like, Jake, you've seen Bella so many times since you became a wolf. Like it would have happened. It's not going to happen, It's dude. not going to happen. You're trying to make imprinting happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's so stupid. He's so stupid. I know. And it's like, I, th- I think that what I was guilty of as a teenager was also being too forgiving, but of Edward. Because yes. I forgave a lot of his bullshit moves. By being like, oh, but it's because he loves her and he's just trying to protect her. And yeah. isn't that nice? Yes. But no, he like dismantles her car so yeah. she doesn't go and visit Jacob because he still thinks that it's too dangerous for her to hang out with the wolves. And yeah, he comes around, but like, come on, man. That's so shitty. It's super shitty. And just like, just trust your girlfriend, fiance, whatever. Yeah. And her having to like, escape from the cullen so that she can go see jake like he's weird and it sucks and you don't want to have to do that no you shouldn't have a relationship like that awful oh man so everybody sucks but the story's (laughs) pretty good what about the movie yes the movie what about it (sighs) terrible (laughs) so bad so but what is it better or worse than the previous ones worse Really? I had a better time with this one than the previous ones. Let me tell you why. Okay. So I've talked before about how I think the pacing of these movies is terrible. There's a lot of material in the books, and the movies are long, and they don't cover a lot of the important moments. Yes. I feel like this movie lost a lot of the reason behind everybody's actions. Like, Uh, yeah. There wasn't any time for them to develop, like, why they were doing something. Why were they... Ugh, fuck. I can't even... <laughs> like, why were they doing anything? You You're know? So... I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I almost liked the movie more because of that. Because it left it up to the viewer to, like, figure it out. I don't want to figure it out. I want them to, like, show me. I mean, they show you some stuff. I guess. I think a lot of it was, like... So, in the book, Bella is obsessed with, like, helping during this fight, right? Like, she wants to do something simply because she's 
the target and she's yeah. worried that like people are gonna die to protect her yeah and so she becomes or she identifies really strongly with like this story that yeah she hears at the bonfire about the third wife of Tahaaki, which is like one of the ancestral wolf spirit warriors mm-hmm. and how the third wife sacrificed herself so that um the enemy could be vanquished basically mm-hmm. and bella's like that sounds like a great idea let's do that yeah <laughs> um and in the in the book like it because we're inside bella's head like you can see her like thinking about this like this is what she wants to do in the movie you hear the story told wonderfully by billy i don't know who that actor's name is but it was great i thought it was the best scene in the movie um yeah and there's the story is told you kind of see bella she like takes it in and then it's not mentioned again until you know uh, when edward is fighting victoria and seth is injured or Something's happening. Indisposed. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he gets knocked Bella, off screen and I don't yeah. know. He's, he ends up being fine. Then Bella grabs a sharp rock and she like stabs herself in the arm. As and, you do. As you do. And then it gives like Edward a moment to dispose of Riley and then kill Victoria because they get distracted by her blood. Yeah. Which was inspired by the third wife. Which you don't yeah. get at all in the movie, you know? What? Like, I totally got it, but I also had read the book before. Yeah, like, you would get it. I feel like this movie was made to appease, like, the book readers and not, like, I feel if you came into this blind. Isn't that what I said about the previous yes. movies? Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't really feel before, but really? I feel that now. Yeah. Huh. And I feel the opposite now. I feel like this one was, like, paced a lot better. I thought that um I thought that it was like balanced pretty well between like the uh, gross like love triangle stuff and the tense action stuff of what is developing in Seattle. Yes, the balance is good. I agree. But and I just liked it more and I thought that the acting was better and it made me curious because I was like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson they are like real really like gelling in this movie and I wonder if that's because they had started dating at this point and it is they were a couple (laughs) they were a couple when they were filming this movie and I was like oh yeah I buy it now because like their whole relationship especially in the first movie. It's just, like, so tense and awkward. And I'm like, I don't really buy that you're, like, ridiculously in love with each other. Now I do. I mean, I buy that they're, like, into each other in this movie, but I still don't buy, like, any of the sexual chemistry at all. Hmm. But it's better. It is better, but I mean, the (laughs) bar was set very low. (laughs) True. So, I don't know, as long as they're improving. Yeah. Only because I, and I don't know, that makes me excited because I'm pretty sure that that's going to tank in the next couple movies, but I don't remember. So, I'm just holding on to the few straws that I have, which is that the acting was a little bit better. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, um, I thought um, Jacob's acting was very stiff and not great. But that could have just been me reacting to the entire character. (laughs) Rather than (laughs) the acting itself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He was like, he was just like kind of static for me. Yeah. He wasn't really anything. I feel um, like Jake kind of has become more of like a one note character, even in the books. Like he's either, or maybe two notes, let's say. He's either like super aggro mm-hmm. or he's just like this like gross playboy thing. Yeah. 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 Which even in the book is like super weird because Bella talks about Jacob like he has multiple personalities. Yeah. She, like, even specifies that there's, like, the Jacob that she hates, and then there's her Jacob, which was, like, her friend before he became a werewolf. Yeah. And that's the, like, boy and her best friend that she loves. Yeah. But it's, like, he's not, I don't know, she talks about him, like, he's still there underneath all of these layers, he's an onion, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) He's Shrek. But... He's he's Shrek, but he's not really Shrekking out, you know? He's just kind of being this one asshole dude. Yeah. I think that's just more of her poor rationalization for defending bad behavior. Yeah. Right? Ab- oh, absolutely. She's just way too forgiving and just yeah. ready to run back to him at yeah. any moment. And it sucks. But anyway, that hardly gets covered in the movie. Because there's no time. Um, it's another director. Yeah. David Slade. David Slade. That's a pretty cool name. I bet he's a werewolf in his off time. <laughs> <laughs> or a vampire. Yeah. Uh, I think he did a decent job. I think that there's some real nice shots. And I didn't hate it as much as I hated the other ones. Something that I think also might have helped my watching of this film was that I was doing laundry at the same time, and I frequently had to get up and walk away. Yeah, I had to take a break about an hour in to watch something I enjoyed. Oh, no. (laughs) Travis was like, is the movie over? It's like, no. Not even close. No. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Uh, I kind of wish, I guess... I wouldn't have minded if this movie had been split into two. Yeah? Yeah. Just because, like, I don't know, so much happens in the books, and I feel like it just really does, like, I I love books, but I love movies, too, and I just feel like it does movies such a disservice when you're doing these adaptations, and you're, like... I don't know. I just really feel like it was pandering to this one crowd, which is the book lovers. Right. Yeah. I just which can't get on board with that. So funny because that's exactly how I felt about the previous movie. <laughs> and I think I this mean, one was like, fine. Uh, you know, I think like Twilight, obviously like it's going to pander to the book lovers because those are the people that are going to come see it. You know, they're familiar with the series. Yeah. Yeah, my book's being made into a movie and um, all that. But then after that, you get those people like you would find within the Harry Potter world, too, 
you know, mm-hmm. the ones that have only seen the movies and they haven't read the books. And um, I feel like you can just do so much more. I guess we'll have to talk to someone that's only seen the movies. Any of you out there only seen the Twilight movies and haven't read the books? I think Keegan, actually. Really? He is a lovely brother and took his sister to all of the Twilight movies because that's what she wanted to do. And she had nobody who would go with her. And so Keegan went with her because that's what good brothers do. But I don't think that he's read the books, so maybe I'll have to talk to him about it. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm also One last thing. With, no, well, you go. On. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm also toying with the idea of watching Breaking Dawn before I read the book because I feel like that might be clouding my experience. <laughs> and there's two movies that we have to watch, so yeah. you could watch one, read the book, watch the other, or you know, break it up with the movies. Yeah, read half the book, watch a movie, read the other half, watch the other movie. I don't know. But I don't know, maybe I should be experiencing the movies, like, as a movie instead of reading the book. Because, like, I only do this within the week, right? So I read the book and then I immediately watch the movie. And the book is so fresh in my mind that I'm like, this didn't happen and that didn't happen. And, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Go for it. See what happens. See if that changes anything. I might do. I might do that. I haven't decided how I'm going to do Breaking Dawn yet. We'll see. It is an undertaking. It's going to be a lot for one episode. Good yeah. Lord. One thing. One yes. last thing. Tell me. About the movie. Yeah. That really pissed me off was, once again, disrespect for my girl Rosalie. Oh, word. Because she is, <laughs> like, this is the book where we get soft girl Rosalie. She we gets get her, backstory. her moment. She gets her moment. She gets to be... Well, actually, she's had moments in the previous books where she gets to be nice to Bella, and the movies have never given us those. No. And, uh, yeah, we just get to, like, really learn all about her. And then in the movie, number one, she's still a bitch because Bella has to approach Rosalie to be like, yep. what's your problem with me? Whereas in the book, Rosalie goes to talk to Bella to be like, hey... I want to make sure that you're totally sure of your decision and you know what you're giving up because you don't get to have kids and I really wanted to have kids and I don't have that now. Yeah. Spoilers for the next book. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing is that in the movie, you see a clip of Rosalie like post transformation and she's going to get revenge on the dudes that attacked her. Yes. She busts into the room. She's all dramatic. She comes in wearing her wedding dress. Love it. Yes. They gave her red eyes. Yes. And Rosalie has never drank human blood. Ever. Never. Although. Cleanest record. Although. Aside from Carlisle. I wonder if maybe newborns just have red eyes because Carlisle does say, or maybe it's Jasper, that newborns still have like their own blood in their system. If that is the case, I will give it a pass. But otherwise, it made me really mad. I know. So I was like, I no. Know. She killed people, yes, but she did not eat them. Suck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's just because you still got your human blood lingering in your body, then that's fine. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, how long would that take? Because I assume the default would just be to have red eyes, and then eventually they would, like, fade to the golden yeah. color that the Cullens have. How yeah. long would that take? Uh, Well, I'm assuming, like, around a year, because that's what they keep talking about when they're talking about the newborn right. vampires. Right. Because they're, like, they're the strongest for the first approximately year yeah. of their life. Yeah. And then they, like, drain up all the residual blood that's kicking around in their body. Yeah. I guess. Also, uh, just as we were talking now, I do remember a first impression, I guess, from this movie okay. is that everybody thought it was so weird when during this movie, all of a sudden, Jasper had a southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember people bringing that up a lot. It is kind of weird because it's like, yeah, we've heard Jasper talk before. Not a lot. But then it's like, but not a lot. So it's like, did we just not really notice? Because it's like the kind of the same thing with Carlisle, where it's like he does have like the just a just a hint of a British accent. But if you're not listening for it, you yeah. won't really notice it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just <laughs> no. kind of funny. It's really funny. I don't have an opinion on that. I just think it's a little funny. It is funny. I like that actor. Jackson Rathbone? Yeah, that's his name. I like him. He did, yeah, he did a pretty good job. Pretty I like dece. Jasper. Pretty decent. He's decent. He's Jasper was like my favorite Cullen, I think. Yeah? Yeah. I he's just a good felt, kid. I felt a lot for him. You know, he's been through so much. Yeah. What's he doing these days? Jasper? <laughs> or Jackson Rathbone? <laughs> Jackson Rathbone. What's that guy doing these days? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, I hope he's having a good time doing whatever he's doing. I don't know what he's on. He's listening to this episode. Shout out to our boy Jackson Rathbone. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Any last thoughts? Oh, God. Just, like, I don't know. I'm speechless, I feel. From this we didn't even particular. we didn't even talk about like the whole marriage and sex thing. Uh, but boy. I guess we but we, we can, can talk about that. that. Yeah, we can definitely dive a little bit deeper into that next time. Yeah. Um, obviously, Stephanie Meyer wrote this book. She's got some thoughts and feelings about sex and marriage and other things that are <laughs> permeating the story. <laughs> painfully obvious (laughs) yeah um uh, she what what religion she's mormon mormon yeah and i remember that just being like a thing you know she puts it out there for everyone to know and it just uh, makes it seem a lot more understandable why (laughs) she's drawing this whole teenage sexual tension out and why they must get married at the ripe age of 18 yeah not saying that mormons get married that young but just literally so that they can bone the characters yeah (laughs) so that stephanie can deliver but she's very smart like i don't know if this was intentional or not because i don't know her i don't know like what she was thinking when she was writing this um she is like kind of smart about the way that she does it because it's like You've got Bella, who is a modern teenager, who's like, yeah, let's fucking bone. I want to do this. <laughs> and then you've got Edward, who is like, 
I am a hundred years old. And in my day, like you just, you got married when you were 17 and 18 and that was totally fine. And then there's the whole like conversation about his soul. Cause yeah. Edward is like kind of religious and he thinks that his soul is doomed. But at the same time, he's just like, it would be nice if I had this one good mark on my record. Yeah. <laughs> and I also don't want to doom you, even though you are, we're probably both going to hell because we're vampires. So it's very like, yeah, she puts in all of these like moral lessons, but in a very like convincing way. Cause you're just like, oh, it's Edward. It's cause he's old fashioned. I guess so. I don't know. I'm going to think about this She's for another thinker. week. I don't know. Okay. And then let's uh, regroup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, let's get into our rubric. Let's do it. Fun factor. Man, I was all over the place with this. Yeah. It was uh, real fun and real not at different times. Yeah. So but I liked it better overall than previous books. Which I think is funny since I couldn't remember a goddamn thing about it. Uh, maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe I like, don't know because you couldn't like really anticipate what was coming. It was just like reading a book for the first time. But I did kind of for the second time like it. Yeah, it's higher than New Moon for me. I think it might be higher than Twilight for me, at least this time around. Ugh, actually, I don't know because it still has its issue. Let's get it. It's a six. Yeah, I think I'm also gonna give it a six newborn vampires out of ten i like it i mean the story was great we've talked about that yeah characters were not great hate however hate them so much i want to punch all of them that's like an emotion that you can have towards writing (laughs) um and honestly like this book was the one that I was the most excited to get into simply because I couldn't remember <laughs> what was going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I think like a solid six out of ten is appropriate. It was a surprising week. Yeah. Because I couldn't remember anything. And it was like, it was like reading it for the first time all over again. Yeah. But not. Yeah. And I liked it. But I yeah. didn't. But I did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so was it worth it yeah couldn't remember anything it was great it was neat it was a cool story i like the bad guys i like the conflict the like actual not the romantic conflict i don't care about that that was dumb the legit physical conflict. physical fighting conflict i liked that yes so it was worth it yeah yeah. I also you? think it was worth it just so that I can remember what happens in this book. Um, the fact that I didn't like it as much as I used to like it doesn't really matter. Like, whatever. Yeah. Would I read it again, though? No. No, I'm done. Mm, I don't know. Really? I don't Interesting. know. Yeah, because it's like I because I remembered Twilight and New Moon so well that reading them again was like it was a different type of experience. And then reading this one, I feel like it's all so fresh 
<laughs> then maybe it would be <laughs> maybe it would be good to reread it once more. But then again, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't need to watch the movie again. No. God, no. I think that's been true for all of them. Yeah. But this one, this book was the most interesting overall. Oh, speaking of the movies, I have been laughing over the last couple of weeks because I don't know if this is just like some weird Netflix algorithm or what is going on, but all of the movies are on Netflix if anybody cares to watch them. And they keep on popping up in my, like... What's trending? Yes. Yes. Why? <laughs> like, all like, of I them. Like, I know that that's not true. I know that that's not true. All of them are trending. They're not, though. It's and like... It's watching them. They messed up and th- they need to be under the, like, recommended for you. Yeah. But they keep popping up under what's trending instead. And it's like, I know... That Eclipse is not trending. Definitely In not. the year of our Lord 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's not, not true. How dare you? Uh, Netflix, your algorithm is, it got a little bit mixed broken. up. <laughs> it's a little bit busted. I know what you meant. You meant to put it under recommended based on what I've been watching, which is all the other Twilight movies. I know that these movies aren't trending. How dare you? I feel like I should have set up a separate Netflix profile just for watching all these things for our podcast because now it's really messing with my recommended for you section. That's fine. Especially after Power Rangers. (laughs) Come on. That's awesome. That one actually didn't mess with ours too much. Keegan watches some, some weird stuff. Well, I guess the question is, is Eclipse trending for you? Dear listeners, we want to know. <laughs> like, presumably they haven't watched Twilight and New Moon. But if you have, bravo. We applaud you proud for you. joining us in our garbage heap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this ride. It is so much better with friends. It really is. But let us know. Uh, we're on Twitter at ImpressionsPod or Facebook and Instagram at Second Impressions Podcast. And you can always email us if you have suggestions for future episodes at secondimpressionspodcast at gmail.com. Like, perhaps you're interested in a Pirates of the Caribbean saga. That could uh, happen. You know? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe like the first one. I don't know if I could do that whole series. <laughs> I mean, come on. If we can get through Twilight, we can get through anything. Yeah, but this was a very special it was a special special month special time well thank you to keegan for our artwork and i am looking forward to your thoughts on being a twilight movie viewer only he doesn't have a lot of good things to say i can tell you that's fine have i said a lot of good things about the movies now no (laughs) thank you to travis for the music and thanks to all of you for listening my name's danica and my name's emma please remember to rate review and subscribe to us we're on itunes and you can give us a follow on spotify if you haven't already we love you we will see you next week with the conclusion wedding there's gonna be sex there's gonna be a baby dun 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 and uh the vulture i guess yeah but you know that's not nearly as exciting (laughs) (laughs) that's not the real danger in this book (laughs) oh 
the it's the thrilling conclusion of the Twilight Saga coming at you real soon. We're almost done. You've made it. Hooray. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. Yeah.